it's Friday morning and today I have come to a lovely house in Montague Crescent. I'm here with my gorgeous friend Alma Gaeto, who's not called Gaeto anymore, who's called Beatties. <laughs> of course, because I know you as Gaeto and you'll always be Gaeto the same way I'll always be Bosano. <laughs> exactly, Bosano to you. So it's it's great to be here. I've never been to your house. Um, you're very creative. This is the first thing that comes to mind. You've got lots of artwork and things everywhere. See, and that's my little workshop, Mira. All oh, that. I hadn't noticed that. All oh. that is my well, my jewellery stuff, my beads, my you've got tools, it all very tidily. You've got it all very tidily. Um, I've noticed that, little baskets and little um, things everywhere. To when it, goes it, all... with, it goes with phases, though. Because <laughs> I can imagine... That with all the with all the stuff that you do, you could have this house looking very untidy. It has been. <laughs> but it's not too bad today. And the tree is up. And um, the tree is quite cool because it's half a tree. This is the first time I've ever seen one. And it? it's cat proof. Ah, good idea. See, Crystal used to climb up and live in the tree. Inside the tree? See, oh. but she's big now. But uh, when she was a kitten. Oh, see? That's cute. But then did she go eat, like, eat all the baubles and everything? When we had like fabric ones and those she did. But oh, no, now she's too big and too heavy and too fat. Salma, so, I wanted to talk to you about many things. Um, you're quite an inspiration. You're an inspirational person because you're very positive. You're always bouncing around. Ever since I've known you, you're always so positive about everything. I remember in school, you were such a laugh. You still are a laugh. Always like me. I'm tamer, tamer. Oh, tamer now because, yeah, we, I guess you get to an age where you have to um, calm it down a bit. But um, quite a wild, quite a wild uh, See, I've youth. Been, I've been called a live wire before. Well, it's exactly what you are, <laughs> a live wire. Um, I want to start at the beginning, though, so that um, we talk about, because we have quite a few similarities. You are an only daughter to very doting parents who absolutely, absolutely adore you. Absolutely. I know your mum and dad well, and uh, they just, in my mind, with this, well, my pa father passed away, but my mum now lives, lives for me, really. She does. Uh, and I can assume that it's a bit like that with you. See, she does. She's my best friend, although sometimes, like... You want to strangle her? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Pero, no, like, she, she, she texts me 20 times a day. But at least she can text. My mother calls, like, six or seven or eight <laughs> or nine times a day. No, but fa her favourite is FaceTime. Eh? Oh, gosh. See? Your mother's FaceTiming you See? all the time. In the streets. Everywhere. 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 Oh, but that's sweet, though. And, and so... Your childhood was fun. Absolutely. Perfect childhood. Yeah, I couldn't like, ask for like, more. I know. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I wouldn't say spoiled to the point where it's affected your character Not, at all. I was very materially, see, because I've been to Suffolk. I've always been like fashion yes, crazy. Conscious, yeah. Fashion conscious. You're, I can remember my mum saying, you were about seven or eight. And instead of going into a toy shop, you wanted to go to a corte to get a dress. <laughs> Really? You <laughs> see? Brilliant. Okay. That, that type of thing, sort of, and I always they, had sort yeah. of the latest fashion. Yes, I and remember. I've always been, I remember, uh, Natalie, Natalie Berry, Natalie Vignales saying, see, you, you're, you're always a step ahead with the fashion. But then again, I did sort of study and train in, in an art degree more of a design-based degree. It's yeah. always been in my, in my blood. 
Right. And do you still are you still into your fashion and your absolutely you do, I love you still everything. Go to el corte inglés, and, and everything and everywhere. I do too. For my friends, they, but, they say, not, but you're not a label. I am a label person, but they say you're not only a label person. You are sort of you are the whole spectrum <laughs> from the mercadillo hasta all like the high end fashion. Oh, you like your labels, see, sí, see, sí, pero but I like everything. So, and now that I've got the time. Yes. Due to the circumstances, I'm making my own jewellery. Well, we're going to talk about that. My life has gone full circle, to so back to my creative roots. You've always been creative since a young age. Did you used to make jewellery yourself when you were little? I used to make everything. Either the dressing up was... This, mom used to say this, you never played with anything, you were just dressing up. Okay, <laughs> see, it's, it, it is there in, From from a long from my a long DNA. Time your yes. mum, your yeah, your mum's kind of helped with that, I suppose, as well. No, she 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 nurtured your love and, for and all she's, this. She's just um, as bad as me. Is she? Yeah, she always goes quite fashion. To, uh, and she'll say, "Almo, quiero un." What was it? The latest thing? Ah, uh, uh, esto. Um, the Prince of Wales, no, the other one. The check. The the, the the hound's tooth. The bigger okay. check. Yes. Isara has them and everything, but she won't. So I'll have to go through all the websites. Mirándoselo, mandándole eh, WhatsApps, pictures, on, until she and finds, until she finds it, and then you go and you get and it. That's a good idea. See, see, very good idea. Are you giving me ideas now? <laughs> so you you had a great childhood. I remember your 18th birthday, Alma. This is the one thing that sticks in my mind. Apart from that, we had a, a fabulous time at school because, like you, I was always up for a laugh. And we got up to all sorts of things, but um, okay, we used to go to Sandpits, Sandpits, the Sandpits discos. discos oh yeah, we had a great time. And then your parents bought you because your birthday is in September, like mine, just before me. So you passed your driving test straight away, and your parents gave you a Renault Five. And when they presented it to you, it was with a massive bow in well, the street somewhere. In the caleta. It was in the caleta. They gave me no. They gave me this key with a Gucci keyring, and I've still got it there. <laughs> I remember we were all at the y, beach. Y me dice, that one, that one, and it was like and a Ford viejo thing. He said, so so you can have a car. And they bought it. But they just drove it down. La cuesta. Give it away, sir. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved it, though. La cuesta de la caleta. And there you were with your Renault 5, with sí, a bow on it. I remember. Sí, sí. What fun. We were all a bit jealous, I have to say. And then it was how many people... But Annelies was the first one, though. Oh, she got a car. I don't remember She that. also had a Renault 5, a second-hand oh, she one. she did, yes. She was the first one to pass the test because she's... Oh, a bit older. She she's, was in June. She's in June. Yes, she's in June. Sí. And then I was end of September and I got um, a second-hand car from my Uncle Oscar, who, <laughs> an old Fiat banger, Fiat 127. I feel bad now. No. Bad. <laughs> and it was like, how many people can you fit in your car? Because in those days, few people had a driving license or or a car. So I was like the the, uh, the driver at the time to take everybody to parties. But then we went through a phase, we used to go in, in Sunil's van. I don't know if I ever went in Sunil's van. Maybe Cassie, you, Vicky. Yeah, a whole load of see, people. See, yes. pobre, we had but, him as a taxi. Yes, I haven't seen Sunil in, in ages. I no. think he's still around somewhere. But yeah, I remember the car. And then I remember, then you went off to study. So then we kind of, we all went off to study to do our own thing. And see. I kind of lost a little bit of time, although we've always been in, in contact see, we with. we used to come back for Christmas. Yeah, we used to have parties, yes, or see. Where, where did you study, Alma? I did my foundation course in Middlesex. Okay. Which was an art... And design, because then you can go straight into a, an arts degree without the foundation course. It was always fashion, fashion, fashion. That's what you wanted to do. But then when I saw 
the four-year degree fashion. Yeah. Actually, I looked at Central St. Martin being a bit pretentious. Yeah. yeah. Bueno. Central St. Martin's and Middlesex. And it consisted not only of designing, it consisted of making a mocking calico, then sewing the piece. I hate sewing machines. It was a bit, see, it was a bit of a disappointment and it was a bit daunting because I can't do this. Yes. I can't do a four-year degree in front of a sewing machine. Yeah. So I thought, well, what's, I looked at the different other other degrees and there was one which I loved, which was jewellery design. And I was really happy in the workshop making. It's jewellery and ceramics. Ah, that was your degree? That's my degree, jewellery and ceramics. Oh, wow. But I, I did know. much more like 75% jewellery, 15% ceramics. ceramics. And How fun. guess who was on my course? Uh, I'll show you the picture. No, I haven't, haven't I showed you? I don't think I've known this. No. Who? Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas. See? Was on your course. See? Studying the same thing as See? you. See? Ceramics. He's a ceramicist. Is he really? See? I didn't know that. See? Mike Pennington. I know him as Mike. Wow. <laughs> so you know him? <laughs> oh my God. He used to be exactly the same on the course. But he's older than us, no? No, no. Oh, really? He's the same age? Same age, he okay. He's okay. obese and... Yeah. Looks he just old, looks older. But he, what, a, what a story. What a claim to fame. He always used to <laughs> tell me, see, see, you're the Spanish girl, the flamenco oh, girl. Jolly, I'm not, I'm British. <laughs> <laughs> just as British as you, mate. <laughs> so he was on the course as well. So you graduated with a degree in jewellery and, and ceramics. ceramics. And did you ever, what, what, did you, what did you want to do after that? Well, not, what was your plan? But sort of, I saw another thing, like the journey and the paths in my life always cross. I also did the fitness thing. Well, I've always been into fitness. No, I haven't been yeah. into fitness. No, keeping, I've, I've keeping always fit. been had to. Yeah. Like, I can truly say that I think I've been on a diet at least 30 years of my life. <laughs> yes. See? Or being or, careful or being exactly. careful what you eat. Exactly. So the, the fitness came into it and yeah. I thought, I, mean, I, I really enjoy this. I suppose the, the creative bit, I really enjoy doing doing classes, not so much the gym, or I'm not, I've never been a runner, I've never been, but it was... You learned how to teach? See, like exercise what? to music. Okay. I did all the Reebok, it was Reebok then, sort of the yeah. Reebok step, the Reebok everything, so I became a qualified instructor. Gosh, I didn't know that. See? That's why I worked at Body Works for a year. Oh, because I, I lived away for 10 years, you see? see, so I missed all that bit. So you, when you finished your degree, you came back to gym? Right, and you got a job at Bodyworks. Uh, see, that's what I did. Oh, that's what you did. So you didn't really use your degree. You just used your what you'd learned about. I used fitness. to do like some sort of freelance bits, yes. Yeah, so. yeah. Pero, pero no. I worked at Bodyworks as an instructor for a year, and then, then it closed did, down. Then and it closed down. And how did you get into teaching? Well, no, that's because I met Michael. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about that. Where did you I meet never, Michael? I don't know. I need to know the story about Gilbert. <laughs> No, I never, I, I suppose I was sort of a, an inverted snob for teaching, porque mom's always taught, yes. you know, no, no, I had to be a designer, I had to be, pero yes. claro, with Gibraltar and the prospects of Gibraltar, hmm. and I love London, I've lived everywhere in London, North London, South London, y, but the quality of life here. Yeah, you can't beat it. You can't beat no, it. Absolutely. So after having been a year here, a partying hard yes. during that year. Yes. With Annalise. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She has told me a few of the stories. <laughs> but yeah, but in good. between there, I met Michael outside Gilbert. 
and with how, my little mini. And how did that happen? Oh, so you got a, you moved up from a Renault 5 to a mini. See, can't you remember the black mini? I can't remember the, the black mini. mini Cooper. Maybe. No, I've got a really bad memory. So you got a mini, and what were you, where were, why were you outside Gilbert's just after a night out getting a, a takeaway? What was Michael doing? Claro. Michael was there after a night out getting, getting a takeaway. Take a bit drunk. Yours, a bit drunk. Yeah. Your sack con Natalie Vonish. Yeah. And he had the cheek to come and say, Oi! What a cool mini, can I drive it? <laughs> just like that. And he was so funny and cheeky and everything, I let him do it. You did? See? Your precious mini. See? And what, did it survive? See, it did, actually. Huh? <laughs> Good. Not for long, though. <laughs> Not for long. Pero, no, no. Okay, so you started. So that was out. it. That was it. That was it. Love. Love blossomed. And then See? you got married. And then when did you become a teacher? No, no, that was that year. Yeah. That year, I thought, I have to do something. And I was approached by the then... Minister for Education, que era John Moss. Yeah. And he said, Mira, what about if we, sort of they were like contemplating starting a foundation course in art and design at the College of Further Education? Como que that was like on the cards, but it never materialized. Okay. And he thought, bueno, <clears throat> would you like to teach? Porque you're so creative, you can teach art and everything. It had never crossed my mind to at teach. all. But then again, I've been brought up in that environment. Yes, I've always gone to teacher, school to help my mum. Yes. No, surrounded by teachers, all my mum's friends. I'll have to do something. So, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try the student here because it could be a disaster. I could go mm. and do PGC, the Pueno. I loved it. Where did you go? I loved What it. What school were you at? I did a term in St. Joseph's Middle. Okay, obviously, I was going to do secondary design, okay. design technology. And then, because they loved what I was doing so much, sort of textiles. My, my degree wasn't just sort of uh, precious metals and everything. It was textiles, plastics... Three-dimensional design. Everything. So they loved what I was doing at Westside. I stayed the whole two terms there. And also did a bit of PE and exercise. Bit of music. And, and you love teaching. You realised that it. you... I, I loved my PGC. It was difficult. Michael where, was here. He used to come visit. Where did you do your In PGC? Roehampton. Oh, in Roehampton. Okay. In Surrey. I love that area of South London, really. Kingston. Yeah. My my best friend still lives in in Cheam. Okay, uh, we go so, and visit here. So you did your degree and then you you PGC and then you came back and you got a job in St Anne's. See, that was and that's where you were all the way. Why not? That's why sort of again With my Sudeca. career took a different path. Yes. I started in St Anne's, and I was lucky because then it was like supply teaching, mm. and they just offered me a permanent post in St Anne's. You're the one. I want to go to Westside. I want to do. You're better than again a permanent post. I, I can't turn it down. No, Actually, I've got to be quite grateful. It was when Isabel resigned to do her stuff mm. at GBC, you know? Yes. From teaching, get, I, I filled in that gap. Ah, so you've got to be grateful to Isabel. To Isabel, see? <laughs> so you got her job. See, I ah. did. And never looked back. Never, never. And then you, but, became, you became a Senko as well. No? Well, that's it. So then I did, because I had this... I don't know, good rapport with... With your students. 
with the, like the ones usually it was more sort of a, not so much the ones with the learning difficulties which I do sort of but it was more the ones with the behavioral difficulties and yeah that I could sort of the my strategies worked with them because they go mira this is what I want to do I you just, felt like you you were giving you were giving back to the community helping the so, helping these you had like a connection with them having been a bit naughty I could relate to them Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> with the teaching, because I'd worked outside of the the profession in different industries, freelance and everything, I think that gave me a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, which which helps invaluable the teaching. Enough. Yeah, I feel I that. that sometimes <clears throat> sort of the young teachers go away and come back, and, and they, they go they straight to have, teaching, and they don't have world worldliness, no? Exactly, mundología. Yeah, it's important. Sí. Yeah, I, I mean, I lived away 10 years because of that, really, just to get a bit of a, get out of jib a bit and just experience other things and know, learn a bit does, about the world. And then, but I, I agree with what you say about the quality of life. It gives you a life. lot of, of, you could say, emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Hi, it's Hexal Garda from Fitness TMB. We work with men and women over 40 to get fit, lose fat, get energized and develop a powerful mindset. You can accomplish this by implementing significant changes in your habits and routines, such as optimizing nutrition and mastering your sleep. I have created for the over 40s the RRE method, recondition, recharge and energize. It's a 13-week program that will enable you to find gratification in your fitness journey, as well as positively shifting your mindset and well-being. You can get in touch at heck at fitnesstmb.com or visit fitnesstmb.com. So, yeah, we're here chatting with uh, my lovely friend Alma Piris. I've been very polite. I haven't sworn. <laughs> hasn't, the first thing I said to her, you're not allowed to swear. Although Yalta sworn in her talk, and we're just going to beep it out. So, if you need to say, sort of, taco, Alma, go ahead. We don't care. Uh, we want you to be authentic and just be you, so it doesn't matter. So yeah, we're going to talk about um, about we're talking about Michael, how you met him in Gilberts, how he drove your mini around, and um, and then of course you had little Mikey. So that was quite a thing because But we were married for six years before yes. I got pregnant. So he, you had him through IVF. Yes. What was that like going through well, all it, that? It was a, a challenge, a challenge yeah. and a half because. It's not only the physical difficulties, it's the emotional. Yeah. I'd been to tests and everything here and nothing, nothing was wrong and everything. And then they, I went to Malaga, to Gutenberg, and they just, they, they just, that my, my tubes just sort of block, they go into spasm and everything. Yeah. And you didn't uh, know, obviously you never had a problem before. So no. it was only when you were trying to have exactly. a baby that this exactly. came up. But it was quite lucky. I started on, on the first cycle They stopped it because my my ovaries were overactive. Yeah. And I had a rest. And then we started the next cycle. Yeah. And I just got pregnant. In the first go. That's amazing. See. That's amazing. So then you discover you were pregnant, See. which was brilliant. And you had Mikey. Who's <laughs> called Character and a half. I know, Character I know. and a half. I love him because he's got the same kind of hair as my Mikey. We've See? both got See? Mikey. And curly hair, curly boys. crazy yes. hair, crazy hair. <laughs> and what is Mikey like as a boy? He is a sort of he is very very emotionally intelligent. He's 
Pero then again, he's got Michael's traits and my traits. So he's a, a bit of both. Sí. Well, that's not a bad thing. Is he a party animal, like a bit of a wild thing? He's turning into one. Mm. No, he's always been, pero that he is... But he in a good loves way. the attention. He loves performing. He's a brilliant writer. I've read a couple of his poems. There was one in the in the Chronicle the other day because sí. he won a prize. But he's very, very sort of creative on stage. So he's, performing arts. He's got a very good voice. He's going through a bad phase now with, with the voice changing. But the drama, he was he got the award for the for the best youth play in the last drama That's festival. No, he is. He's really, really a performer. And you have a great relationship with him. Sí. So, you know, he sort of, he tells us everything. That's yeah, great. I, I, I don't want to know <laughs> those <laughs> details. No, mine is the same. <laughs> bit graphic, bit, bit more info than you need to know. So do you think, Alma, that because of the treatment, it brought on your your cancer? My cancer is estrogen. Related. It grows on estrogen. So my hormones yeah. had an effect on it. Yeah. It could be... Or it could maybe my hormones normally would have brought on on the cancer. Anyway, the primary cancer was twelve yeah. years so ago. What, what you know? What do, I mean, it's very. You're very I think you're just um, incredibly brave. I'm, I'm really happy that you're here chatting to me about this. I wanted to touch on it in case anyone's listening who's going through or gone through what you're going, what you've been through. It must have been a massive thing to have a cancer diagnosis. Did well, you? The first, the first diagnosis is. I like, remember you found a lump. And you had to really push them to get it tested. Bueno, la cosa era que después they said that that wasn't really the lump. That must have been a gland or something because the lump was further down. So it was so like... it wasn't what you felt in no, the first no. place. So I suppose that was sort of an early diagnosis, a sign, and it was it was treated and it was treated effectively. Yes. But... Then, sort of eight years later... It came back. I had a secondary diagnosis. So that is now sort of an incurable diagnosis. Right. I, the and treatment how... I have is just to control it. Yeah. And I live with it like um, like a chronic disease. Like if you have diabetes, yeah, like, if or, you have... Or lung condition, lots of people. Exactly. The thing is that sort of it's changed my body completely. Sort of, I've got lots of energy, but some days I just can't get out of bed. Yeah. Porque, obviously, I'm tired, I'm struggling, and it's not so much the cancer. I think it's more the treatment, because yeah, I'm course. on targeted treatment, which is chemotherapy. And and how often do you have the chemo? Every day. It's a cycle. It's like the pill. Wow. It's a tablet every day. Every day. And how long have you had it? Like, from, from now, the eight years, how long is that? The secondary diagnosis is going to be four years now. Four years Okay. Which, when you have a secondary and what diagnosis... what is it, secondary breast cancer? Secondary breast cancer, that's what I have, which okay. is... Which is which has come out in another place, basically. Exactly. That's what it means. Breast cancer in the bone. Right. I've got it on the chest plate. Yeah. And a secondary diagnosis that I want to... But if I thought of contacting uh, Justine or somebody, because there is very, very, very little information on secondary breast cancer. A lot of people think secondary breast cancer... Uy, because the the prognosis usually is very bleak yeah. yeah yeah but nowadays there's so many treatments i mean it's incredible incredible your incredible. life can just go on as normal basically mm. but of course you have to go through all these so how does it all all the pills all the things you take how does that affect your body well no the the targeted therapy 
does affect my neutrophils. So what are those? Those are your like your white blood cells yeah. that help you fight infection, okay. that help you fight... So what, it depletes So sometimes? it makes you Im- immunodeficient. Right. Okay, all the COVID things and everything. Like, I've been, like... Everybody's been... Have you had COVID? A prisoner. No, I haven't. Oh. A prisoner of COVID. But unfortunately, I've had to be extra, extra careful. Of course. Yeah. Any, 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 any disease. Any, any, any infection. Could affect you. Exactly. Yeah. And so what do you do? You check every every few months you have a scan? How do they, well, no, how do they I, control? I, I have a monthly... Uh, I, I go to the oncologist the week after I finish the cycle to right. check how my neutrophils are. If my neutrophils are over a thousand, I can start another cycle. If they're not, I have to rest right. from the treatment right. for another week. Porque entonces then my neutrophils will go even... Completely. Completely. And you spend how long taking the chemo every day? How much? Is, how long is a cycle? No, no, the cycle is a tablet every day. For how long? Forever. Oh, I see. See? <laughs> oh, I see. Forever. Forever. It's like being on the pill for oh, forever. Because you have three weeks of treatment and you rest a week. And then you rest a week. See? It is just like being on the pill. Pero then the week, that week I have intravenously... Or I have another shot for a, ho- a hormone suppressant. Yeah. Well, all the different, all the different I things. I have something else for my bones to strengthen my bones. And I have another tablet for hormone therapy as well. Okay. So you're living with all these pills. But it's keeping you alive. See, see, I'm a junkie, totally. <laughs> but look at you, you look amazing. How do you deal with all this mentally? You're an incredibly positive and strong person. I've learned to accept. You have to learn to accept. Yeah. At the beginning, very it's hard. very, very difficult. At the beginning, mm. you go through everything. Yeah. The whole process I'm gonna of die, the anger. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Why grief, has this happened to me? No? Yeah. Everything. Then you think you're going to die, like the next... And every little pain, you, you worry it's going to be, I've got it somewhere else. Exactly. Or, Better mm. you just accept. Mm. I'm happy in the sense that... It's totally changed my life. I used to live to teach. To That was my life. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm not working. I couldn't physically because some days I just can't get out of bed. Some days, I mean, I've been now. It was addressed. My leg was addressed, but I, I was on, on crutches for three years. Because yeah, but of why, that was, bone, why was that? Because was... I had... Do you remember the skiing accident? Yes, I do. And I had operation. tibia and fibula uh, fractures, and then the metal was removed and everything. That was 18 years ago now. Pero I've always had pain there. Mm. And the doctors, I think sort of some of the doctors feel really, really apologetic. They, they've even apologized. They went down there. And did a biopsy on the bone there. It was I, clear. It was clear. But it totally affected my walking and everything. Just from the biopsy? Just from the biopsy. What did they do? Well, they took a piece of bone, pero it's, claro, it's because that was leave, my weakest they, uh, link. Gone for three yeah, years. Gosh. And then I'd broken that leg. And they hadn't realized it was broken for six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. The damage was done. The damage was done. Mm. I had the metal... 
because they had to weigh out. Do we operate? Everything was stable then, sort of. My bloods were good, everything was good. Do we put the metal back or do we actually just do a little job there and just let her get on with it? And what did they and do? And the oncologist said, no. No way. No you way. have to have it done properly. You need good quality of life. Yes. You're healthy, yeah. you're doing conque. So I got the metal back in. And, and I'm walking And you live with it. Well, I've got two metal implants in my knees. Claro. Thank God I do because I can walk. I wasn't able to walk. No, that's given me... Yeah, me too. Yes, your life back. Exactly. Yeah. Because at, at, at one point I used to say it's not so much the cancer as the leg, which is and really affecting really, my life. And the leg had nothing to do with the cancer, mm. but it was making you feel worse. Claro. So you live with this. Uh, it's like a chronic illness. How do your family deal with it? How does your boy... Your, your boy wrote an incredible poem about it. Mikey you. is incredible How? about it because we've we've never sort of hidden anything from him. Yeah. He knows... The story. He knows the school. It's incurable... He knows maybe sort of it can get worse, so it could... But he's just accepted it and understands fully. He's come to the to the oncologist with me yeah, and talks to the oncologist and knows exactly... What's going he, on. He, Mikey, bring me the brands, bring me the... Eto. He knows. He, he knows everything, everything about it. For me, I find it easy to cope with. But for me, the most difficult thing is my parents. Yeah. It's my parents yes. because how okay. yo pienso, le pasa algo a Mikey. And it's, it's awful. I know it's sort of life. You lose your parents, but it's ley de vida, no? It's yeah. normal to lose your parents. A but partner, not, I suppose, is could happen. is replaceable. No, you love your partner a lot, but you can get on with your life. But what happens when you lose a child? Yeah, it's the worst thing it's ever. It's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Con que for me, they go, they're coping about. so well. Are they? <laughs> Pero Ooh, I can understand Alma. their predicament. I mean, no, it's yes. so difficult. Yes. So they have to see it in a different way. Completely. And they're brilliant. They're brilliant about it. Yeah. And they're getting on as well. But, sí. I mean, you know, you're so well. There's no reason for you not to carry on claro. going. And you need to just do what you have to do. Keep kicking ass. Absolutely. <laughs> My big ass. So what's next? So, yeah, your big ass is not so big. So what's next for you? It's Let's, bigger. <laughs> I'm, I'm, really, I'm really honestly, Alma, touched that you have um, spoken so openly about this like you have it's i'm really emotional i'm not going to burst into tears but i'm nearly there because it's very very special for me to be here listening to you and i'm sure for everybody our age our friends um to hear you be so honest so thank you for agreeing to do this what what's next for you what 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 are you gonna what are you doing later you're a gin and tonic <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to join you thanks again big kiss love you love you too <laughs> I was so overcome by my talk with Alma that I forgot to ask her the two really important questions. And um, so I rang her up and asked her to to add a little bit to her talk. But unfortunately, Alma, since I chatted to her back uh, around Christmas, hasn't been very well on and off. She's been in and out of hospital. Uh, she is much better now. But um, she did spend a few weeks in hospital, not very well. So... Uh, Eventually, she did write to me 
and she told me that her favourite song is Angels by Robbie Williams and that's a song that she takes with her everywhere she goes. She loves it. And three words to describe me, a very Alma to say this. She said passionate, proactive and perissima. So yeah, I take my hat off to you because you're a true warrior and, um, and thank you again, Alma, for doing this uh, amazing talk with me. You've been listening to On the Sofa with Rouge, a series of talks where I talk to friends and family about all the interesting things they've been getting up to. A massive shout out to Charlie Hurst, my sound engineer, who's done an incredible job of putting this podcast together. His website is soundunit.co.uk should you want to get in touch with him. And also a massive shout out to Beatrice Garcia, who's a very accomplished artist and who's beautifully designed the logo for this uh, icon for this podcast. And her website is Beatrice garcia.com thanks a lot for listening please get in touch rougejib at gmail.com if you want to let me know uh, what you thought of my podcast and uh, how i could improve and please 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 tune in because more podcasts are being dropped all the time <laughs>